Well, we're in uh, Wednesday night. What do we talk about on Wednesday night? Real life, real life. Anybody live in real life? You better be. And uh, we want to talk about some real life things. Tonight, I want to talk about a very, very important subject. Um, We talk about this from time to time because of its importance, and that's being led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does a lot of things for us in our life. Anybody thankful for the Holy Spirit? Anybody afraid of the Holy Spirit? How many of you had some people freak you out about the Holy Spirit before? Okay. Okay. But you need to know he's your helper. And, and Jesus said when he was about to leave, he said, when I leave you, I'm going to send you another comforter. And the way that's phrased in the Greek, he's another, he's saying, I'm going to send you one that's just like me and will do in my absence what I would do for you if I was here present with you. And so the Holy Spirit is really the Spirit of Christ, and, and He loves us. Y'all, y'all with me? He loves us, and he, he wants to help us. And one of the ways He does that is lead us. Um, and I like that He leads us because He knows where He's going. You know, sometimes we elect people to lead us, and they have... Well, anyway, we're just going <laughs> to keep going. Um, Pastor Mike and, and Kathy and... Uh, Gigi and Joey, um, they have and, and are going through the process right now being led by the Spirit. And I just felt really led by the Spirit to use this as kind of a teaching moment for us tonight. And to peer in, if with your permission, no, not invasive, uh, peer in a little bit and consider what they're doing. And how that affects, you know, each of us. Um, and they're leaving. I can say because Alicia and I have been up close to this. Is led by the Spirit. And so we want to look at this a little bit. Many things might lead us or mislead us in life. How many of you have ever been misled before? Okay. And here's some things that lead us or mislead us. Offense. How many of you have ever done something before because you were upset? Okay, somebody tick you off. Can I say that in church? I mean, there's other alternates, but I chose that one. Tick you off. Uh, and that can cause you to do something. Temptation. How many of you have been led by temptation before? All right. How many of you wouldn't raise your hand no matter what? I, 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 okay, several good. Um, how many of you have peer pressure? Companions. Distraction. Opportunity. That's one thing you've got to be careful of as a believer is being led by opportunity. My son, um, Joshua, Alicia talked about, you know, uh, he needed to get this um, internship for his uh, uh, master's certification, what he's doing. Um, and we began to pray about it. And you know what? Opportunities showed up. But we didn't want just opportunities. And the Lord really put in Alicia's heart that God would place him somewhere. And we've watched that happen, you know, and where he had some opportunities. But listen to me. Don't be led just by opportunity. You're going to kiss some frogs, you know, and you're going to end up in the wrong, wrong place with that. But here's the way we want to be led. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit of God. And one of the ways he leads us is with peace. Isaiah says, you shall be... You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And we find that peace is a huge, huge issue. Where where does that peace resonate? 
right down in here. You're going to have a, a knowing or you're going to have a gnawing. And you want to make sure that you have that, that knowing. Direction in life is vitally important. I want you to say it with me. Direction in life is vitally important. That word vitally is, is vital because it has to do with the very um, quality of your life and, and what can happen. And so it's, it is important that we are in the right place at the right time, not getting ahead, not falling behind on that. And that is not just for a, and I looked this up, y'all, uh, a direct line from here to Honolulu is almost 4,700 miles. So you definitely want to be led if you're going to go that far. But let's put, let's bring that down to you. You need to be led tomorrow. You need to be led. You need his leading and helping just to get to lunch. I mean, lunch is a goal every day. Come on. Come on. Can I get an amen? All right. All right. I'm, I'm hungry tonight, buddy. Hope they got good grub at your deal tonight. But anyway, um, we've, we've got to be led. So big things, life-changing things, or day-by-day little things, we have got to be led. It is vitally important. Let's look in John 14, verse 16 and 17. Jesus is talking. Now, I want you to understand this. I'm going to read three passages here out of the book of John. This is Jesus' final discourse, his final conversation with his disciples before he's crucified, okay? So how many, of you th- how many of you would think that if that's the final discourse, and it's rather lengthy, how many of you know that he's probably talking about some important things? It's very, very important. So John 14, verse 16 and 17, Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. I talked about that earlier. That he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth. So this is that another helper. This is the he that he prayed the father would send to you. The spirit of truth. Everybody say the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. In John fifteen twenty six, still part of the same discourse. He says, but when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the father, the what? The spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. John 16, verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, there it is again, say it, the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth has come. Notice this. He will guide you. Everybody say, he will guide me. I'll say it like you're happy about it. He will guide me. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Now get this, the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. Therefore, if we follow him right, he will also guide us out of all error. And we want to be in truth. He's the spirit of truth. Three times, three times, Jesus emphasizes this is the spirit of of truth, meaning this, that what he tells you, you can trust. Where he leads you, you can trust. And you've got to respond. You've got to follow. If it's truth, let's follow. Thank you all so much. All right. He, the spirit of truth, 
will guide you. This word guide here in the, in the Greek means to guide. Now listen to this, to guide, to lead, to show the way. It's literally like a tour guide, but kind of like an exotic tour guide that he will take you, get this, into the unknown and he will take you into unexplored territory. Now, if you know this about God, he's already been there. How many of you know that he declares the end from the beginning? How many of you know that he's in all time? He's the alpha, he's the omega, he's the beginning, he's the end. He is the great I am. He is always present, I am. He's already in your future, present. We're still here. And see, when you trust the spirit of truth that he's guiding you, you need to be less worried about your future because he's already out there. And if he's already out there, he's trying to lead you to show you where to go, where not to go, when to hold up, when to come on, come on, come on now. And you need to trust the spirit of truth. So what he would tell you, you can trust. Where he would lead you, where he would guide you, you can trust that. He also, by definition, is to take you where you have never been before. And and so consider this. He knows all the routes. He knows all the paths. He knows the fast way. He knows the safe way. He knows the best way. You know, um... How many of you have any form of a GPS now? And if you have smartphones, you can get apps and so forth. And um, a week or so ago, last week, um, I went with Joshua up to Nashville um, to help him find housing. And so we had to go around different places. We didn't know how to find these things. I'm telling you what, I was thankful for GPS. And actually, he used on his uh, iPhone Siri, and she talked to us. She told us where to go. It was wonderful. <laughs> Serious. Next grandbaby I have, I'm going to insist that my kids name, name it Siri or something. But they're just smart girl. But, um, but she helped us. I don't know how we used to do it sometimes. You know, it's like, uh, you know, sometimes we would meet up with people out of town or something. And it's like, okay, on this day around lunchtime, we'll kind of meet you somewhere and and I don't know how we used to do it before we had phones and GPSs and, and, and all kinds of things. Crazy. And, and used to, if, I, if my kids were taken off somewhere, I'd sit down with them. I said, now, you know, go here and make sure. And don't take that highway. Make sure you take this highway. And, do, and now you don't need to do that anymore. You know, and so I'm thankful for that kind of guidance. But guess what? We have the even better, more informed guidance for our life. The Holy Spirit knows everything, and I want you to get this too. He knows everybody. So he doesn't know just the way. He knows the scenery. He knows the people you're going to encounter. He knows the people that he's going he's to say to you, you need to lose them. They do not be, need to be going on this trip with you. Or you need to make sure you hang, hang tight with them. Or watch out for this. The Holy Spirit knows all those things. He, the Spirit of truth, will guide you, lead you, show you the way. He's trained to take you into the unknown, into the unexplained territory, to take you where you've never been before. He knows all the routes. He knows, he knows all the paths. He's already been there. We tend to, on our own, do what, though? Wander? We tend to get lost? You with me? We tend to get lost. We tend to waste time. We tend to leave late. Or we tend to get ahead of things. 
or we tend to get distracted or get lost or go the longest way or go the hardest way. You know, sometimes I ask people, like, why'd you go that way? Because it seems like a direct, it's some, my wife, she just is, I am directionally challenged. I'll admit it. My other weakness is I cannot order at the drive-thru for the whole family. How many of you guys are with me on that? I mean, I can have it all together. I study. I read. I'm not dumb. I've got a master's degree. I lead a church. We've got a staff of about 100. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sharp. I come unwired. I can't think. I slobber. I tell him, be, be quiet. Just one of you at a time. Sometimes I even chicken out and I lean back and I go, you t- it's true. But, but my other challenge, but y'all pray for me by myself. I'm fine. Um, but sometimes I'm, I'm going to go a certain way. Alicia go, why are you going that way? Cause it gets us there. She goes, did you know if you just went that way, you'd shave off like two days. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Romans eight fourteen. If this is not marked in your Bible, you need to mark this Bible. If you've not memorized this, you need to memorize this. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Let me go ahead and make it all inclusive. It's the children of God. Let me say this about the children of God, the real children of God. They want, look at me, listen to me. They want to follow God. They want to please God. They want with their life to glorify God. And that, that's his real deal children. Now the children of God, any of them here tonight? I I thought I saw some of his kids tonight. Um, the children of God, let me rephrase it for you because it says for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the children of God. And there's reasons why it's phrased that way, but I want to reverse it because it's a little quicker to understand the children of God are led by the spirit of God. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Say it with me. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. So that's Romans 8, 14. You pretty much just learned it right now. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. So let's boil it down just a little bit more. Are you a child of God? Yes. Say, so I want you to say this. I, I am led by the Spirit of God. Now, that's possibility. It's not always reality. Because... Sometimes we don't let him lead us. Sometimes we don't let him. But that's always available. It is always available that you and I can be led by the Spirit of God. And you need to make it part of your prayer in the morning. I'm, I'm big on starting the day right. Um, some people, I'm not a morning person. Yeah, well, you're going you're gonna to mess the whole morning up too. It's, I mean, it's kind of vital. At least start out. If you do your major devotion and study time later on, fine. Do what works for you, but don't start out without him. And part of what you need to even confess over your life is the Holy Spirit leads me today. Holy Spirit, lead me today. Holy Spirit, thank you for leading me today. I want you to lead me today. And the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Thank God. God. Now, this word led in Romans 8, 
14, it's the, the Greek word ago. It's, it's spelled like ago. Um, it's actually, it means lead, but it's an agricultural term. And it, it has the picture of leading an animal with a rope. So just go to the farm real quick. And you're leading a horse with a rope. You're leading some animal with a rope. And if they are to come along, you pull them along. If you need to hold them up, you hold them up. And usually the rope not necessarily is hung around the neck, although that's a vulnerable point and that's a leading point. But like with a horse, you've got, you know, a bit and that's very vulnerable. And so that they can feel the slightest little whatever. Are y'all with me? Any horse people know I'm telling the truth here? People out of town, when I tell them, yeah, we got a lot of horse people in our church, they go, what do they look like? You know. <laughs> anyway, it's city people that say that. So. But it's like leading this animal with a rope. And, and after a while, they are trained to follow that. And, and let me just suggest this to you. God, by his Holy Spirit, has a rope connected to your heart. And he's able to, you ready for this? Tug on your heart. How many of you have ever felt that tug before? This is, listen, this is what we've got to get good at. That you feel that tug. And sometimes that tug is to come, come. Sometimes that tug is hurry. Sometimes that tug is hold up. Well, we've got to get sensitive to this tug. And, and I love that word picture for us because it's like a rope. It's like he's got something connected to our heart because, you know, we, we're better to be led by our heart, not just our mind and not just our flesh, but by our heart. Now, we must learn to recognize this. He tugs on our heart. He does this in a number of ways. Sometimes he'll take a word of scripture and, and I want you to just lift your hand up when I explain this, if, if you've had this happen before, that suddenly a verse, part of a verse, a passage goes HD, 3D, full color. Whoa. Come on. How many of you have had that before? Or you're not even reading, but you've hidden it in your heart. And now he's able to use it. And it's like, hmm. You know, he brings it back to you. It's part of the ministry of the Spirit. Um, a prompting. Have you ever had a prompting of the Holy Spirit? I just feel like we're to go. Do, I, I feel like I'm supposed to call so-and-so. And, and you need to not ignore those promptings. Sometimes it's what's called a whisper or a still small voice. Let me just say that in New Testament, we don't find a lot that we can verify that you're going to hear with your ears. Okay? It's more of spirit to spirit. I'm not saying that you can't hear with your ears, but um, hear the spirit of God. But pretty much it's spirit because, and I think part of it, part of it would be if, if we get used to hearing him with our ear, which is not the way that he typically is going to lead us, then we're going to miss him. And we boil it down to a common way where he's wanting to do a little more precious, unique way, spirit to spirit. But he will whisper at times, a still small voice. 
And if you're going to hear the still small voice, guess what you might need to do? Turn some other things down and turn some other things off and shut some doors and get away from some things so that you can actually hear. Somebody say amen on that one. And I, I like to describe it this way too. Sometimes it's like an electric thought. Sometimes I have a thought go through me and I know that was not me. I have a thought go through me and it's like it's electric and it resonates in me and it echoes, it stays in me. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? And you do well to follow those things. But you must always weigh those things. Never be hasty um, in life-changing things. In Acts um, 15, 28, we find an incredible and unusual phrase. And I want to zero in on this real quick. And let me set it up for you. Paul and company are meeting with the council, the chief council of the church in Jerusalem. And they're finding out how to reconcile ministry to the Jews and ministry to the Gentiles. And, and basically, some were trying to impose Jewish uh, tradition and law upon some Gentiles and saying, if you're going to be a believer, you you got to come in like we did. And, and so they're talking about that. And the Holy Spirit is helping them to understand some things. And let me just throw this out because this needs to be a part of our culture as a church. I want you to get this. Essentially, what they arrived at is don't make it hard for people to come to God. Don't make it hard for people to come to God. And, and I want you to just kind of weigh on that. We'll be talking more about that. But we come to Acts 15, verse 28, and here's the phrase that sticks out that I want us to look at just for a moment here. It says, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us, which means this. Together, they knew that the Holy Spirit was guiding and leading them. Seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. And to us. Together, they recognized the Holy Spirit was leading and guiding. Let me read a couple verses real quick, and then I'll draw some things out of this. Proverbs eleven fourteen it says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. I think that we need to have people in our life that we can bounce things off of. In uh, Proverbs fifteen twenty two, without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Proverbs 24, 6, for by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is what? Safety. That you can arrive at a place where it seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Pastor Mike came to Alicia and I, um, and he's done this a couple, couple times on big things. He said, I need to talk to you. And um, at the time, I was like super busy. I had a trip in between some other things too. And, and he said, I need to talk to you. And I had to, we had one time set up and I, I said, buddy, I'm sorry, but I, I can't meet then. I'm, I'm sorry, I've had this come up and I got to do that. He said, okay. And then he went through channels and he went directly to me too. And he said, I, I have to sit down with you and Alicia. And I said, well, Alicia can't now because she's gone on this and this. And, and I said, can you sit down with me? He said, I have to sit down with both of you. So I said, what is the problem? Are you in trouble? 
what have you done? Are you and Kathy okay? What's, you know, what's, what's going on? He said, we're fine. And he went through this whole little list with his brand of humor. No, I'm not doing this. I didn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, he said, I just need to talk with the both of you. I said, okay. So when we, when we sat down, he shared that the Holy Spirit had spoke something very unique to his heart. He and Kathy had prayed and felt like it meant, meant something to them. And if you'll go back and watch the little video that we've made available to you where he and I kind of chat about their departure, he talks a little bit about it. And it was about a small window of time, small or short, small window of time. And he first thought, does it have to do with the end of the world? Does it have to do with the economy? Does it, what, what does that have to do with? And he felt like the Holy Spirit ministered to them that had to do with his mother-in-law lives in Hawaii, Kathy. Um, and she's how old now? She's 121. No, no, she's 82. Uh, it was close. Um, and I have tried, listen, Jerry, I have tried to get that woman shipped here, okay? Okay. But Kathy goes over four or five times a year to help her with things, take care of her. And Pastor Mike felt in his heart, Kathy did not prompt this. This would not have been something she, she's relayed to us that she would even feel bold enough to say, hey, let's move and go take care of my mom. But the Holy Spirit said, this is the good and right thing. And put that on Pastor Mike's heart, head of the house, to do that. And then he wasn't going to do that alone. He came and he sought godly counsel. He submitted to our, to our leadership. And he came to us in a precious way. And he said, I want to submit this to you guys. And we, and we prayed and we weighed it. And then I, I said, you know, my initial is, yeah. Do I like that? No. But you know what I do like? The Holy Spirit and where he would lead us and what he would do. And I would never want to block anything for anybody because of my preference. And so we prayed. And, then, and I like to run things through kind of a cycle of emotions and sleep on things and eat a couple times. And, and, <laughs> and, I, and I told him the next day and I told him days following, I said, essentially this, it seems good to the Holy Spirit. And to us. And so there's safety in doing that. Safety in doing that. Now, let me say this. Courage comes by way of consensus. And so if you have wise counsel, if you have godly counsel in your life that you're weighing something life And let me just say this to all of you, and especially all any single women, single men in this place. Do not get married to somebody without talking to some other people besides just the one you're marrying. Well, he's so beautiful and rich. And you didn't talk to anybody else, just them. And, and, And I'll talk a little bit more about this on Sunday, all right? Anybody can be something for a little while. And the frog can be a prince for a little while, all right? That's all I'm saying. But you need to talk to somebody and somebody that, that has some godly wisdom, somebody that you trust in that way. Now, I want you to get this next, this next uh, principle here. Get this. Often, often, God will take you from the known to the unknown. Often, God will take you from the known to the unknown. What do you do? Just go where he leads. Go where he leads. Let me read you two scriptures and I'm going to wrap this up tonight. 
In Acts 20, 22, it says, And see now, and this is the Apostle Paul, See, now I go bound in the Spirit. Listen to that. Bound in the Spirit. Powerful uh, phrase. Bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem. Go ahead to the next part. What? What? Help me. Not knowing the things that will happen to me there. But he was bound in the spirit. It means an inner compulsion. He was compelled on the inside to go where the spirit led him. And he knew it was Jerusalem, but he didn't know all that was going to happen there. And I want to say it by the spirit to Pastor Mike and Kathy. You know what the known is. And there's some unknown out there, and I believe it's glorious. I believe that as you obey him in the known, he's going to reward you in the, in the unknown. And then Philip. And let's just read the verse here. Acts eight twenty six. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, and I want you to watch this. Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. What's the next three words? This is desert. Do you know what the angel of the Lord told Philip to go do? Go stand in the desert. The next verse says, and he arose and went. And we looked at it a couple weeks ago on Sunday. And then the Ethiopian eunuch, powerful man, came by. And he was there at the right time, the right place, with the right people doing the right thing. And was able to share the gospel. And that man... Tradition holds carried Christianity into Ethiopia. And some of the first great churches of Christianity were in northern Africa related to it. And I think it's connected because God spoke to one guy and said, go stand in the desert. And (laughs) maybe he's leading you to go stand in the (laughs) desert. All right, back on track. Here we go. But you just got to be led and do what he says to do. Listen, listen. And it may not be 4,700 miles to Honolulu. It, It may be, call somebody right now. Do this now. Hold up just a little bit. I've had trips planned, great trips planned, important trips planned. And, I, and I've just had the Holy Spirit say, not going no reason, no reason that I knew of, but a reason he knew of. And, and I'm not trying to be dramatic here. May have cost my life. I don't know. But, he, but for him to say, not going. And I've shut down and had non-refundable airplane tickets before that we have just had to kind of eat or take the credit for as Everything all planned, ready to go. And it's like, got no peace, got no peace. Well, if there's no peace, I'm not going. I'm not going. I want to say this about Pastor Mike and, and Kathy. Because um, some people have joked and stuff. I've joked about it too. Yeah, it's not hard to follow the Spirit of God to go to Hawaii. <laughs> but listen, we were with them the other day. You have no idea how agonizingly hard this is. You have no idea how much they're downsizing 
the labor, the intensive effort it takes to go do this because the Spirit of God spoke something into somebody and said, there's a short window of time, small window of time. And then for the Spirit to give meaning to that and to confirm that and then for them to arise and go. Not knowing, but it's the Spirit of truth. So you can trust Him. You can trust Him. You guys can trust Him. You guys can trust Him. There's decisions, there's relationships, there's steps, there's timing for everything every day. And the Spirit of truth will help you. God, help us to be sensitive to that little tug in the heart. Get real sensitive to that so that you know, go, hold up. Or, no, that wasn't God at all. That was just me. Or it's pizza or Chick-fil-A fries that I ate and it's just not sitting well with me. Amen. Could I have you guys come on up? I want to pray for you tonight. Alicia, will you join me? And uh, will you, will you uh, honor the Spazados tonight as, as they come? Thirteen plus years ago, um, long story short, our paths came together. Um, Pastor John was connection. But here's another weird twist to the story. Actually, through another friend of mine who knew Pastor Mike was our connection 20-something years ago for Pastor John to come here. And I didn't know him at the time. And then through Pastor John, his cousin began to know him and learn about him, and then when they came, has become such a vital part of this church. And um, I want to I say this. We're better because you came. Um, they leave on June 11th. On my birthday, they leave. But um, we want to pray for them tonight. They're still going to be around a, a little while longer. And then we're going to go over in just a moment, have a reception over there. But I want to pray in this setting tonight. And then we'll just kind of celebrate over there. Would you reach out your hands toward them right now? Father, I thank you for Pastor Mike and Kathy and Gigi and Joey. And the blessing that this family has been to Alicia and I. And to the staff, family, and vision of Meadowbrook Church. We rejoice tonight that there can be a leaving and transition, not based on anything other than just you leading. And you're the spirit of truth. Anything good, anything fruitful in any of our lives or this ministry has been the result of you leading us. So we trust you, spirit of truth. And we trust you as you lead them, that you will bless them, that you will reward them, And I would dare to declare that great is their reward. I pray that you surround them and shield them and carry them and provide for them. Grace them in this transition. And as they seek in very um, laborious ways to just obey a few simple words that you put in their heart. 
I pray that you would honor that. And as they follow after the known, you'll also lead them into the unknown. And I believe you put in my heart, that will be a very glorious thing. And Lord, I thank you that it pays to obey you. That in the long run, God, as we obey you, we never lose. We never lose. And we just speak as a church family that they're a part of this family now and they're a part of this family forever. And we pray great blessing. May our hearts always stay connected. May there always be that connection. And we bid them Godspeed and pray your grace and favor over them. And we thank you that every seed and every good thing that they've planted here comes to great harvest here and great reward for them. And we thank you now tonight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Now, real quick, I want to pray over you. And y'all just reach out your hands toward them because you've got to be led by the Spirit. And I want you to just reach out your hands to just receive what the Lord would have. Father, I pray for every person tonight. It is so vital that we are led by your Spirit. Not led by flesh or temptation or peers or anything else, but led by the Spirit of truth. And you've given us the spirit of truth to guide us. Help us to be responsive to you in the small things so that we'll know then not to, be, not to miss the big things. So that day by day we're in training. Day by day we're following after you. And that you would help us to be sensitive and responsive to that tug in our heart. That whisper in our spirit. So that we, the children of God, are led by the spirit of God And Lord, you're always going to lead us into the right place at the right time to do the right thing. I thank you for doing that. Help us, Spirit of God. Resensitize us on the inside. Resensitize us on the inside to be able to follow you and to follow you promptly and follow you exactly. And I thank you, God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit to lead us. And we thank you for that tonight. And as we dismiss this service in just a moment and go across. I just pray that you bless our our time together as we honor this wonderful family. And um, God, I just thank you for a great rest of the night, a great rest of the week, and bring us back for our greatest weekend yet in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Now, real quick, I've gone over a little bit. But we're going to go over to the gym. I hope everybody can come. We've got some refreshments and some ways that you can kind of express some things to them. If you need prayer, we will have people up here ready to pray for you. God bless you guys. I love you. You're dismissed.